hearts on my card again at the crib telling your girl that we should all yes ladies and gentlemen back once again blasting through your speakers it is right the radio i am your boy bobby doves val coming bienvenue bienvenidos welcome to right the radio right across from me all right next to me on your tv screens is matt marite matt what's going on not too much my man um we were just talking about oh and before we oh, before we oh, finish oh, oh. the man behind the glass yes. kicking ass taylor cordatis one time but man how you doing I'm doing well. I'm eventually tonight. I'm going to fall deep, deep into a Florida Gators rabbit hole because <laughs> oh, of what we were just talking happen. about. Yes, yes, that has to happen. Cycle in on the entire team, right? Because you know, there's also Percy Harvin on that team, Jesus. And, and the Pouncy Twins. Oh my God, those two? Yeah, they're like ride or die Pouncy Twins. Yep. Oh, we bang with Aaron, free Aaron, free Aaron. I'm like, he's murdering people. Why are you wearing that merchandise? I'm sorry, Matt. I love you to death. You start doing drive-bys, I, I can't get the free Matt shirt. I can't do it. <laughs> Comple- completely understandable. <laughs> free Matt. <laughs> right the radio. Right there. To be fair, I would not be famous enough to be noticed. <laughs> There's any number of people in South Philly that fit my description. This is true. I could blend. <laughs> this is true. It, 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 would, it would take a while to find you. <laughs> Like what? He was an Italian guy, about five nine. Like we got a bunch of those running around here. Uh, leather coat? <laughs> no. No. Anything else? <laughs> Where's a cross? That's all of them. <laughs> that's all of them. <laughs> got a, got a little chinstrap beard. That, that that's all of them. <laughs> You're gonna have to give me something else. We ain't got nothing else. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but right the radio, we're here. Oh man, football! It's a sad note. You know, you go from the the Florida Gators and that whole thing to even sadder note. The Eagle season is over. Matt Maritano, you were lovely enough to give us a eulogy on the last edition of the Bell and the Birdman newsletter. Go check that out, bellandthebirdman Uh But how are you feeling about the season being over? Me, I, I for one, I'm glad. I mean, me, when there's nothing going on and I know this team isn't capable of winning a title, I'd rather be like a Band-Aid, you know, just right off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just, I want to be over as quickly as possible if I know this team is not ascending to, like, a title. Like, I have no patience for, like, first-round playoff losses. I, like I told all of y'all before, it was like going to Disney World with no money. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can look around the place, but you're not going to be able to do anything. Yeah, I mean, uh, doing the eulogy helped me process it all. Because <laughs> as I do, are you I, grieving still? <laughs> no, no, no longer. No longer grieve. You know, I, I've tilled the garden. Um, you know, I've planted next year's roots, and we're starting to cultivate. You Let's know. go. <laughs> but you know, you don't want to get your hopes up when you have a team that you know shouldn't really be there. But you know, you're there. Yeah. Right. It's like, you know, that Conor McGregor saying, right, you know, we're not here to take part. We're here to take over. Right. You don't want to you didn't come to participate in the playoffs. So you have to have that belief. And that's part of being a fan. It's part of being an athlete, part of being a champion, you know, or a high achiever or anything. That irrational belief that you can win. Right. You can succeed. So. You know, I think I let a little bit too much of that creep in before Sunday. <laughs> I think a lot of us did. I think every it was people running around the city talking, oh, they're gonna beat Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is who we want. Get us Tampa Bay right now. Ass whooping, yeah. <laughs> Thorough ass whooping. <laughs> oh man. I, like so what is your like that that was the ass whooping notwithstanding. What was what is your assessment of the the season as a whole to you was it a success a little something else somewhere in between where are you going with it this has been one of the weirdest seasons of eagles football i think ever oh yeah for sure. and i think it's going to go down as that because we're right this may end up being like one of those lost seasons that people forget or, hey, remember that random 2021 season where they went to the playoffs? Remember that? Right. <laughs> we talk about it in 10 years. You know, like, like, like what happened in 2007 with the Eagles? I have no idea. Right. Was that the, 
Taylor, was that the Jeff Garcia year? No, I think that was after that. Right, because yeah. oh, 08, they made a run, right? Yeah, 08, they were the NFC Championship game. Yeah, that was the Cardinals year. Yes. I'm going to tell you what they did. Through the magic of the internet. Right, but it's just like one of those. It's one of those weird things. Like, okay, we have Jalen Hurts. We have a new coach. Eight and eight. Eight and eight. Eight and eight. Ooh. Oh no, was that the Kevin Cobb year? No, still McNabb. Right, but was that when he got benched at halftime in the Ravens game or something? AJ Feely started two games. Oh god. Oh wow, AJ Feely. Oh no, played yeah. in three. Yeah. Greg Lewis played a game in quarterback and had a start? What the fuck? G. Lou? That's, that's Greg Lewis started a football game at quarterback. We went wildcat? I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking at this football reference. Please tell me how this is possible. See, right? Like, that should be something we remember. But it's <laughs> right. Right. No one's going to remember, you know, Gardner Minshew's start against the Jets. Right. I will. Well, I will maybe. remember it to yeah. my dying day. But it's a weird lost year because I don't think anybody on this roster is going to be on this roster in five years. <laughs> True. Apart Facts. from maybe Facts. Nick Sirianni. <laughs> so it's like, what am I watching? What am I getting invested in? And it's, you know, obviously the season was a success. They have a weird mix of vets and young guys. And to some extent, they discovered a winning formula and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it started building the foundation of a culture, I guess, with, you know, Sirianni and his Syriisms. But, <laughs> you know, it, it's a very bare bones thing right now. So there's a lot going forward. What do, what do you think about it? Oh, I, I, it, you had to write it on write it off as a success. Because there were no hopes. Nobody came in the season. Like I and Barchard, you know, we said given the schedule and the weakness of opponents, especially in the back end, hey, mm-hmm. they could string together a lot of wins and then wind up maybe making a wild card in the playoffs because you don't know what the NFC is going to do, how that's going to shift around. There's always teams that made it the year before. They're not going to make it the next year. Uh, I thought the Saints – which didn't make the playoffs. I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. I thought that was going to be a team that was kind of on the downswing. So, yeah, it was a team you thought may can sneak in, but wasn't going to make any noise. So it's like, are we ready to accept this middling era of Eagles football, which essentially you might get if they don't make any really big splashes or really big gets in the draft or free agency? You're going to be like, are, are you ready for three, four years of being – Nine and eight. 2006 right. was a Jeff Garcia year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But like, see, this is the thing now with that seventh wild card spot. Are we a middling team if we're a playoff team? Yeah. Because to me, it's a right. joke because none of those, like, yeah. It's like the Marvin, Lew- I get it. The Marvin Lewis Twilight Zone. I get it. San Francisco is going to play for an NFC championship. Thank you, James Sunday. Garoppolo. <laughs> Who has done nothing to help that effort? Let's make that fucking clear. He has done nothing. Okay. I think it's remarkable that a lame duck quarterback is in the NFC Championship right now. It's in, it's insane that Jimmy Garoppolo is like, take like he, he really looking for some shine in this because he, he he deserves none. Well, I mean, if you want to give some shine, he's easily the most handsome man in the NFL, <laughs> bar none. But I'm just saying, like, they added that seven team. I have no faith that any of those teams that come in at seven is ever going to make some Giants, Packers, whatever you name it, type mm-hmm. run where they're going to run the table in all road games and win the fucking title. It's not going to happen. That seed, that team is pointless. I'm stating it now. The, I, it will be a parade the next time you see that seven seed beat whoever that two seed is. I'm telling you now. Like, clearly, there's a discrepancy in talent between those two teams that is way uh, far away from each other. I guess the what the Bengals were a four seed this year, yes, because they, right, they, they won the division, they were, yeah. they were the, the worst division winner, if you can even say that. But you know, they won the division. 
I mean, you you look at it, it's not because I don't know if it's because of the extra games that were heavy, but like this was a season where there was really not a team that was super dominant. Maybe you're going to say the Packers, I think, were like 13 and four or something like that. But other than that, there were every team in the AFC that won a division had at least five losses. Yeah. That hasn't happened in like I mean, 15 it, years. It, it seemed like the Cardinals were until they decided to fall yeah. off a cliff at the end and of the year. Kyler got hurt and yep. that thing just became a disaster. And that's why they're no longer playing. <laughs> My whole thing is it, with this team, it's a success because they weren't projected to be this high. It's like it's okay when you thought somebody was going to be garbage and they wind up being yeah. mediocre, right? Like it's hey, like you're okay with it's that. nice sticking it to like Chris Sims. Oh and, yeah, the, you know, the, and the pro Colin Cowherds and the, yeah. they're going to win two games. Bullshit! Like this is dumb. It's stupid. Yeah, they got way too many division games against bad teams to just win two games this season. Like how good did these people think the Giants and the football team were? To be fair, I thought the football team was going to be pretty good this yeah, year. Yeah, you picked them to win the division, which shows how much you know. They had them in a repeat division winner in fucking 20 years. Had fit, <laughs> had, had Fitz Magic, not old man, broke his hip. And then in, goes out there half butt naked in, at the Bills game. Game one. I would be ashamed if I was Ryan Fitzpatrick. Dude, d- dude likes, go out there and get dude hurt, likes the Bills. You know what? I'm going to go out here half butt ass naked <laughs> and freeze my ass off in Buffalo. He's got how many millions of dollars? Whatever. Yeah. He's got a Harvard degree. <laughs> that man can do no wrong in my eyes. Yeah. For me, I like. I think it's a, if I had to give it a letter grade, I'd probably say it's it's a C plus. Yeah, it's a C plus. I'm not going to give it a B. They didn't want a playoff yeah. game. You're getting a degree with that. You get they get a degree. Somebody's at the bottom of these fucking med school classes. Okay, uh, it's cool to be like the dumbest doctor that, that graduated yeah. from your school. Like, there's got to be somebody who was like the worst one that graduated that year at med school, right? Like, that's the thing, right, Taylor? There's got to be some doctor that was the worst one in the med school class. Yeah, hopefully he's not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of doctor does that guy become? I don't know. Podiatrist? <laughs> nah, there's the chiropractor. There's too much shit going on in the foot. I wouldn't. Oh, the back. You're just cracking backs. You just maybe <laughs> moving vertebrae. A dermatologist. Dermatologist. There you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's money. That's yeah. the money field too. The fuck is that? <laughs> Look at somebody. Like, I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna want to take it out off. back and shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> Apply this cream. <laughs> exactly. Just all you're doing is writing scripts for creams. That's all you're doing. Doctor Pimple Popper. Ooh, let me pop it. Let me get the tweezers. Yeah. Oh man. So, but it's the C plus for me. Yeah. You got a letter grade? I'd be I'd be right around there, C plus C. Eh. But uh, and I don't know. A lot of this is going down to the Bell and the Birdman Discord. So if you're not in yeah. there, get, get in, in there. Join the conversation. But there are so many different directions that we could take this offseason, right? So, Bobby Dubs, where would you like it to go? What's your first order of business? Oh, man. To me, I think you – it starts with the draft. You make a decision that pretty much solidifies what you're doing with the quarterback position because that's what's most important to me. Like, if it's Jalen Hurts, you solidify that by uh, you may draft uh, a receiver to go with, with Devontae Smith late in that first round, maybe, if there's a talent there, or in the second round. Or you go all defense and you say, hey, let's go sign uh, a big-name receiver. That could be your number two. I talked a lot about, and that's also in the uh, newsletter, in my uh, off-season optics, as I give the Eagles the eye test, about you know what you need to do uh, and what they're doing to ensure whether or not you know Jalen's the guy or whatever. Because Howie has said, "Hey, Jalen's the guy," but he's also going, "Yeah, we we're about we we evaluate every position on the team." Yeah, fuck does that mean, we Mr. Evalu- Hedge? We evaluate like every super, position on the team. He's the super oh. bet hedger, yo. He's like, yeah. Jalen's the guy, but we do evaluate every position on the team, and we do have a bunch of draft picks. We're always looking for value exactly. uh, that can be found anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you know, you you just got to um, 
see what's out there. Like, I want them to solidify Jalen's the guy and then immediately start to build around him. So my first thing is Jalen's your guy. I want to start seeing either you're drafting uh, offensive players somewhere in the middle. I'm not saying super high or you're going out and you're signing some worthwhile free agents. You're letting go some of the dead weight that's around him that's just only going to make him worse, like the Jalen Ragers who won't catch the fucking football when you throw it to him, and the J.J. Ortega-Whiteside who apparently is did exactly what we asked as a blocker. Like, I fucking need that every Sunday. <laughs> but, you know, I, that's the first thing I want to see. I want to see the build around Jalen if he's the guy. I need to see it first and foremost. Let me know concretely that he's the guy or i need to see them picks moved like even before draft day i need to see them picks moved in like february <laughs> march I, I, I don't want to pull the rug out from under you but jalen Rager's going nowhere if they it. if they cut him it's four and a half million i know i saw how he and how he hates that how did you see him talking himself into jalen so bad in that press conference He's like, look, we talked to him. We told him some things where he needed to get better. Mm-hmm. We we explained to him he wasn't up to par in some yeah. of the things we like to see. Yeah, you know, route running, catching, <laughs> basic wide receivering. Receiver yeah, <laughs> he wasn't good in wide receivering. That's, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's where he struggled. <laughs> God, man. yeah, I'm sad. I'm I'm sad for that. But they could at least add some. Like, they're, they're, I are you sold on how he's? Uh, Assertion that uh, and uh, Nick because he was he was fucking ten toes down on this that Quez Watkins has the potential to be the best number two receiver in the league. No, I thought he was fucking insane. Look, <laughs> and I wrote as much. Go check the newsletter. <laughs> Nick is like a back his guys one hundred percent kind of guy, and which, I like that. Yeah, I like, I like that. Coach, I think they appreciate. But don't be giving it, but, me that bullshit. Yeah. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me Quez Watkins is like. The the number two in the league now. Right. He's like a very verbose guy, and that's going to get him into trouble. But, yeah, I mean, look, Quez could be a pretty decent number two, maybe. But they don't have a number one. So right now, Quez is three. They wholeheartedly believe Devontae is number one. They they they're iron. You mean you mean little Jason Avant? (laughs) Little Jason Avant. Look, I'm sorry. I'm just telling you what he's they not, say. He's not going to get bigger. He's not going to get faster. He can get he, smarter. He will. He's he literally will smarter. only get slower. Smarter up here. It's where the game is won. I mean, he <laughs> he's about as smart as he's going to get. Right? No, he, he's not going to get any smarter. He's only going to get dumber. The CTE is coming. Damn I mean, that. He, his Damn. route. His route running is crisp. It's really good. Right, he's not going to beat people with moves, with speed, with power. It's all route running, right? Devonta Smith is a finished product. That player we saw is who he's going to be for the next five, seven, maybe ten years. Mm-hmm. That's great. That is a great number two. That is a guy that you can always sort of throw the ball to if you need. You know if. You know, God forbid you've got to run, you know, one to the sticks and turn around. Devonta Smith's great at that. But, you know, he's not a downfield threat. It's not a jump ball threat. He could be if they tried. He's six foot, 160 pounds. He's not. I, but we see him go a, grab balls, though. We see him go take balls away from people. To ask him to do that consistently is asking him to do something that he's not suited to do physically. Eh. Sort of like, you know, like how we talk about Miles Sanders, you know, going between the tackles. He's, well, he's not suited for that physically, mentally, spiritually. <laughs> Emotionally. Yeah. Any of it. Right? That, that's, that's some of that big back talk that me and Vince Quinn have been exchanging in. But, right, so we need, we need a number one receiver. But if I'm just looking at it plain out, I think they need, uh, you know, I think they've got to go D tackle, linebacker, and either safety or tight end. Mm. I think you need a. I think we're approaching a time in the league where you're going to need two quality tight ends who can catch the ball. I think that's what they had down in Tampa, uh, and it worked out for them. Right, we've seen it work. 
in New York. And if we're going to play a run-heavy offense, if we're going to be in that, you know, 12 personnel a lot, having two tight ends who can catch the ball is going to be pretty paramount, right? If you can only have two receivers on the field, you need those two tight ends to be legitimate threats, right? If there's going to be eight, nine, ten guys in the box, Mm-hmm. You need one to fake block, wiggle out, right? So I would be looking at tight ends very high this year. You need something to go with Dallas. Yeah. We're not, we not sure Tyree Jackson will, will recover and be a guy for you. From another devastating injury? <laughs> I mean, I'm just holding out hope here. There's a Keep re- hope alive. Look, there's a reason why six, seven guys don't play in the NFL, right? Physically, you are going to get hurt, and it's impossible to... This is true. Be that big and play this game unless you're a freak offensive lineman. But yeah, no, no trust in Tyree Jackson and no trust in Jack Stoll developing athleticism. Oh, man. That's a shame. <laughs> so I got to tell you, so our team is out of it. So who's winning the Super Bowl, Matt Mirtay? The Los Angeles Rams. I would like the second that. <laughs> I believe it's going to be Los Angeles Rams too. I think they may get two in a row, even though it's technically would be the Chargers who would be the home team if you know the Chargers had made it to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's them, not the Rams per se. But I think we're going to get back to back home team Super Bowls. They'll play the Super Bowl in Los Angeles, and yeah. I think they're going to win it. Taylor, who's winning the Super Bowl? Ooh. Uh at that KC game felt like the beginning of a Super Bowl run, right? Like the end, the way it ended and everything. It, did, it felt pretty historic. Yeah. yeah. Like that was like the toughest leg that they had to get over, and now it's probably going to be a breeze. I mean, unless it's a Minnesota miracle type situation. I mean, I yeah. Like you get big letdowns, especially yeah. you got the Bengals pretty much playing with house money over there with why not us, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was pretty cool. But then – you saw what the the one kid did for Buffalo who had like almost 200 yards. Yeah, uh, me, what, Gabriel Davis? Exactly. Yeah. You're going to tell me anybody on your team can guard Jamar Chase? No. I think not. Or T. Higgins? No. <laughs> I think not. <laughs> so it, it, it's, it's going to be strange, but I have no problem with you picking KC. That, that, no issue with that at all. I actually want to see a San Francisco-Cincinnati Super Bowl. I do Bowl. not want to see that. I mean, nostalgia it's been like 30 years since we saw that but I don't want to see San Francisco there because in my heart of hearts I have a hard time believing they deserve to be there like I don't know if they just got the luck of the draw the Cowboys are a fucking disaster and a mistake made it to happen and then the Packers who they can't win at home in the playoffs for the life of them and Aaron Rodgers cannot beat the 49ers so it's like if you wanted to get the best opponents for you to face in two rounds to get to the NFC Championship game the 49ers could do no worse <laughs> they could do no better, actually. Look, you got to. Like, I don't beat believe the they deserve to be there. I don't believe they're as good, nowhere near as good as the other three teams that are left in the playoffs. Not even close. Because so? their quarterback is hot ass cheeks. Like, I, I don't want to see it. If they were to pull off some six seed bunch of road games straight to the Super Bowl, I would be so pissed. I would be like, what, what is this? There's no story with this, nothing. There's no Hollywood script that goes with this. Nothing. They just, uh, we play defense. I That's think, the story. We play defense. I think there's an incredibly compelling story. What's there. the story? What's the story you're selling to me that, hey, this is some magical run? You got Jimmy Garoppolo fighting for his very career. <laughs> and but, he's still going to get replaced by Trey Lance. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> this, is Jim, this is Jimmy Garoppolo's swan song, essentially, right? You've got. The last ride for Jimmy Garoppolo. We yeah. missed the mark. We thought it was Aaron is really Jimmy. Yeah. We got you. You've got Ky- <laughs> you've got Kyle Shanahan, right? Finally, you know, shaking off the boy wonder kid genius thing and becoming, you know, a legitimate, you know, Super Bowl winning style coach, perhaps. Right? You've got a guy like Debo Samuel who's like actively revolutionizing the position. Like he is a skill position player. He's not a wide receiver. He's not a running back. He's now a dual threat. Right? San Francisco is like actively running an offense, which is different from anything we've ever seen. 
right? They're lining up Debo Samuel at running back. They're actively using a fullback on most of their plays. They've got, you know, uh, super athletes like Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle's out there, right? And they're playing fantastic defense. There's all sorts of reasons why San Francisco should be in this. I think they screwed up their regular season by fooling around with this Trey Lance stuff. Mm. I think they're a much better team than they let on in the season. And also, I root for the worst possible Super Bowl every year the Eagles <laughs> aren't in it. How do you do this? I think f- I just I have I no, think crappy I, football is fun football. I have what? no patience. It make exactly. Dave Hill was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Like, I have no patience for seeing Debo Samuel run for 120 yards in game. I, I don't want that. That is not football to me. Like, it's literally, they have gimmicked their way all the way to an NFC title game. Like, the, the Patriots-Rams Super Bowl a couple years ago, where nothing happened, that was fantastic. That was hot ass, yo. I hated that game. Right, but, but nothing is more stressful than people not scoring, and that is entertainment. That is, like... Edge of your seat, like sweating bullets, football watching. <laughs> Seeing our boy get like thoroughly embarrassed, boy wonder over there. Yeah. Sean McVay. Yeah. <laughs> or like, think about like, okay, Eagles, Falcons, right? What was that? Like a 15 10 game, right? That's a crappy game. That's a crappy score. Yeah. But it was exhilarating. Like, we, we can think of almost every moment in that game. Yeah. Right, like the, the ball, the ricochet. Yeah, the ricochet play. Jalen Mills somehow not getting pass interference. Exactly, but tackling Julio nevertheless. Yeah. You love so it. You, you love liked, to see it. You like the Sunday games more than the Saturday games. Yeah, you're the only person that thinks that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look. Obviously, you know, like Chiefs Bills was a fantastic game, and that was, you know, something unto itself. Right? We've never seen teams score like that. In such a short period of time. But we're talking about the length of a game and just increasing that stress level. I don't I don't know, because I'm eating the whole time. Like I'm actively stress eating, right? <laughs> we're grading commercials, right? <laughs> Knocking back liquid deaths this year. There you go. Also, uh, did you hey, see that flavor drop? Oh yeah. I'm all in. Let's mm-hmm. go. Severed lime? Ooh. I'm right there. Fancy. Can't wait. Can't wait to get some of that. Also, I need Jimmy G to win for the Italian quarterback tradition. <laughs> it's something I'm trying to get going. No. It's not a thing. Stop trying to make the Italian quarterback. He wa- he, he's just about to enter the pantheon of the Marinos, the Montanas, the Testaverdes. <laughs> Nameth. <laughs> the Testaverdes. <laughs> Uh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Can, 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 <laughs> anyway, the, the can we Tony start? Del Vecchio's. God, the Ben Denucci's. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Can we start the Joel and Joel Embiid for MVP fucking uh, protest now? Can we like just get signs again? Stand outside yeah. of like NBA headquarters and just be like, do the right thing. I mean, he's he's playing like an MVP. He I got memes already ready. Like I'm, I got the Kamala meme. We did it, Joel. We did it. <laughs> we got the MVP. We did it, Joel. I got it ready. It's in the back pocket. Let's do this. Silver, make it happen. That's that's still the most hilarious thing to me. Like, why would they have told her first? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> was she notifying him? Did he not have a TV? Right, like shouldn't he be? Shouldn't he be making that Kamala, call to her? We did it. <laughs> but yes, Joel Embiid right now should be in the MVP. He's on a tear, front runner position. Yeah, it's insane what he's doing. The multiple thirty point games, the way they've been playing around him. Yeah. And that's the thing when you talk about valuable Not player. Not Danny Green, but everybody else <laughs> playing around him. <laughs> there is beautiful to see. There is no more valuable player to their team right now than Joel Embiid. Yes, that is why. Damn it, Maury, make a deal, do something, make something happen. I'm I'm tired. We're drawing down on the trade deadline. You're teasing me with this Buddy Heel 
Tyrese Halliburton, no, no. Harrison Barnes stuff. Oh, oh my god, it's so close. It's, it's, all I can of that feel stuff. it in my teeth. Then, like you, you get a dash of reality, and you kind of see where it's going with all the Harden news about he don't want to be there and him testing free agency at the end of the season. I can totally see him like Maury either not no. trading Ben at all, trading him for scraps, and then siding hard. I can't. Well, one, he I, loves James Harden. I understand why Harden wants to leave. I drove by the Barclays Center like a week or two ago. That's going in Brooklyn. That's a crappy place to play. Mm. As to what I was doing in Brooklyn, <laughs> I don't know Italian guy Brooklyn. Yeah, that would that would remain on answer. <laughs> oh man, a business. <laughs> uh, like what is he in? He's in trash disposal. Yeah. <laughs> Sanitation. Yeah. Sanitation. <laughs> that that's the that's a one of the you ever like random lines in a movie that like oh, grab yeah. you but All the time. Inco- right but they're, they're like inconsequential though yeah. like they don't really mean anything like the, the opening of Scarface when him and uh, what him and Manolo oh yeah are on the bus uh-huh. right and they're going to like the little shanty town or whatever and he's like hey, Tony I told him oh, yeah I told him what you told me to tell him that I was in sanitation. No, 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 no. I told you to tell him you was in a sanitarium. <laughs> that you had a DB and that you was quarantined. <laughs> good job. It's like, why would, why would he have told him that? <laughs> uh. They didn't let people with TB in, especially from Cuba. <laughs> God knows. Another disease running around Miami. <laughs> but also, incidentally enough, that's where James Harden is going to go. You think so? It's not about basketball with him. It's about lifestyle. And nowhere says lifestyle like Miami. And he can, you can talk yourself into Miami being a contender, right? Eh. Jimmy Butler, James Harden, Kyle Lowry's butt, <laughs> Bam Adebayo. Uh, hero. Yeah, hero, what, Duncan Robinson. Exactly. Right, like they, cast of you know, characters. they can make a playoff. Run with that. I mean, obviously, I Butler or Lowry has to go if they're going to get hardened. But yeah, but where do we where do we go from here with the Sixers? Are you're you're like steeped in in the position that he ain't going nowhere. We're just going to go the rest of the season as is. And if so, what is the ceiling for this team? If there are no changes and it's just Joe Joel and the rest of this squad and we're marching on. What's the ceiling? Like, right now they're climbing, um, doing way better than they were earlier in the scene where they were hovering around 7, 8. I think yeah. they're around 4 or 5 now. Um, I mean, but right right now they're about, what, two games out of first place? Yeah. Right? They're six right now, but they're two and a half games out of first. Right? It's super tight. Right? Miami's in that first spot. But, like. The Bulls are not a team that's going to keep this up all season long. No, and uh, Bro- Brooklyn is hurt. Yeah, Brooklyn is ab- a- actively sabotaging itself. Right, Milwaukee's you know they are what they are. Cleveland, I don't believe in Cleveland whatsoever. No, not at all. Yeah. So right, the Sixers are going to move up the standings. Right, and any extended run for these young guys is good. I just. I don't right. I don't see Harden coming here, so I don't see making a trade. If you get for pittance, if you get nothing and Maury, you know, sits on his hands, do you begin to start doubting Maury? Like, is that something that creeps in your head? Like, all right, maybe this guy wasn't the right guy to be making the decisions at the top. Maybe we were better off letting fucking Elton Brand twiddle his stuff. <laughs> like, do you start to doubt Daryl Maury if nothing gets done? Are you like, no, nah, Daryl's got a plan? Are we? Are we? confident that daryl has a plan i love how we like pretend like elton brand isn't still employed and <laughs> right his title in is the building is general manager <laughs> right like he, in, he's a manager no he's a manager in general right in general like technically <laughs> his, his name is on the paperwork <laughs> but it's daryl daryl but right i'm not gonna lose confidence in him if he doesn't move simmons this year or by the deadline but what I think is coming to a head is the Tobias Harris situation. Yeah. People are sick of Toby. To- and I love Toby. I think there's a good chance Toby is gone at the trade deadline. 
That that could happen. That could be the move. Right, because like, if you get shocked and they move Toby and get, yeah. you know, another Right, piece. if you want to move salary around and become a player in the free agent market next season, right, Tobias has to go. Yeah. So if he wants to take a run at Harden, if he wants to take a run at anybody else, we have to see this Tobias domino fall and fall quickly. And it looks like he's going to have to be outside of a Simmons deal. Yeah. So you gotta get yeah. <laughs> keep your eyes peeled. The money is crazy, and he cannot. It, it's just proven he definitely can't be the number two guy, and he's not gonna work with the number three guy in the situation they currently. I mean, have. he can in like New Orleans, yeah, where where that eighteen and nine is exactly what you need. Yeah, right. Like, but like, send him there. Like, somehow get Brandon it's Ingram a shame. or whatever. It's a shame in a season where he's besting all of his career yeah. averages. We cannot wait to get Tobias Harris out of the fucking door. It's the it's the Bobby Abreu effect. I don't know exactly. how or why, but I don't know either. But right, what's the second half ceiling? How high can they get? Just as they are, top three, top three. Yeah, I think they could be third, fourth seed. I, I, I'm with you. I think they host a playoff series. Yeah. Regardless of what that is, I guess yeah, they're at least four. I think they host a playoff series. I think they can win the first round. Yeah. But I see another second round exit coming. Uh, by, uh, outside of them getting another substantial piece via the trade deadline, however they go, even if that piece is swapped out for Tobias, unless they get a substantial piece where it's a guy who can legitimately get them 18, 20 every night, can shoot, can D up uh, to help Joel and kind of spread the floor out even more so those shooters yeah. have chances to get shots up. Like I said, it, it, it's, just, it's the same story, different chapter. <laughs> you know, you're going to get another one. How can they lose in the second round this time? Like, <laughs> how do we do it? Right, and it's, you know, it's going to come down to matchups, right? Yeah. If, if they're in like a 3-4 with Milwaukee, that's going to be a very difficult series. They may not get out of there, but right, if they're a uh, well, I guess it wouldn't be three four. It would be three six. It, uh, it would go. Three, but either, yeah, either way, the like second that, round yeah. it would be you know one four two three. So you don't. And I don't mind them playing yeah. Miami in the first round if Miami holds on to that. I don't know if I want them playing Brooklyn, depending on what Brooklyn's like. Even though they're like a dumpster fire and yeah. people don't know what the fuck Kyrie's gonna do. Harden's halfway out the door. Yeah, KD's like holding the bag again. Like what? What's happening? Exactly. Look, I just want to see him in a series with Charlotte. I feel comfortable with that. <laughs> then I'm good with Charlotte. Give me the Hornets. Give me the Hornets in the first round and I'm good. I'll be happy. I can live with that. I'm just glad that Atlanta sucks this year. Yeah, yeah. That was that was for the best. You know who else sucks? The Flyers. They suck. Moving on. Now. <laughs> They're sucking so badly that it's it's finally going to happen. They're finally going to get a high draft pick and be bad for a couple years and effectively be able to rebuild the team. What, can I get like flyer tickets for like four bucks or something? It's not going to be four bucks, but the prices. <laughs> I want to be able decrease. to get flyer tickets at like the gas station. Like, can I get 10 on pump five and two flyer tickets? <laughs> That's where I'm at with the flyers. I'm done. We all should be going to watch the wings. Yes. I cover the wings. I'm there every single home game. Great fights. Great fight. They had a great fight this last weekend. Uh, they split their home uh, games. They won on uh, Saturday. They lost on Sunday. They lost a tight win on Sunday to New York, the Riptide. They lost 13-12. Uh, came down to the wire. Uh, defense was sketchy at the end. Mm-hmm. Offense really didn't pull their weight. They scored 18 goals on Saturday in a great effort uh, to win that game against Rochester. But then on Sunday, and I asked them, I asked them point blank, uh, some of the guys, uh, did they feel like they ran out of gas? To their credit, they did not want to lean on that. Uh, they wanted, they knew what the schedule was when they played. They knew they were going to have a back-to-back. They didn't want to accept any excuse. And, and that's pretty common. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. common. Like, you know, you're going to get these back-to-back games in, in box lacrosse in the NFL. Yep. You're going to get the, the Saturday-Sunday uh, double. At a certain point, they played more games than everybody so far because they weren't uh, held back by some of the COVID stuff where mm-hmm. some games got and got postponed. They played all their games, so they're already they're four and three right now. Where I don't think any other team has played more than five games. 
but they're currently in third. Um, I think they have a really good roster when everybody is back together, healthy, and uh, they get back to you know a schedule that's a little more uh, conducive to you know being able to keep your energy up and you know not having to slug through two games in a matter of twenty four hours. Yeah, it's yeah. insane type of wear and tear on those guys. So, um, but I did want to play a little game. I want to call uh, "Know Your Wings" because I want to. I want our know your wings. Know your wings. We're not talking about Buffalo. Like we want. I like. I want our listeners to know and our viewers, if you're watching on YouTube or any of the live feeds, that you should know the Philadelphia Wings and you should know who plays for the Philadelphia Wings. This week's Wings player is Trevor Baptiste. Trevor Baptiste is an amazing player he's a transition player he's great in the face-off he's one of the best face-off guys in the entire league i think just last season he went and passed 700 career face-off yeah. wins which is insane uh he's one of the guys that keep them in games when they need the score they need to be in transition they need to keep the momentum going in a game where they scored 18 goals you can attribute that a lot to a guy like Trevor Baptiste. He also has played in the PLL. He's played not only box but field. Yep. He's really good at he's much better in field than he is in box, but he's learning in box. He's getting more acclimated to it. It's not his natural uh the way he learned to play the game. But uh and he's a Canadian. I'm good yeah. with that. <laughs> and and like that's the thing. I know uh, right a lot of people talk about the differences between box and outdoor, right? Yeah. Outdoor field is bigger, right? There's more room to run, and you know those. There's more guys on the field, right? And middies have a different kind of job, right? So that's where you get these guys in the NLL who are the transitional players, like a Trevor Baptiste. But right, he's got the quickness. His faceoff percentage is unreal. It's insane. And then like I like I watch some of his tutorials. Go on Instagram, follow yeah. him at Trevor Baptiste on IG. Like he'll show you like some of his techniques, and it's insane how quick his yeah. stick movement is, and his hands are, and his hand speed when he's in those faceoffs, and then that just gets things going when they can get when like he's won them at least two to three games this season. The games they've won the overtime and they've scored immediately. It's because Trevor Baptiste has stolen that faceoff, and they immediately go into their set, yeah, and then they get that goal. The overtime games they've won have not lasted more than forty seconds. Mm-hmm. Because Trevor Peptis gets that ball out of there, and then he gets the offense going, and then the next thing you know, they got the play drawn up, and they're right going toward the net. Yeah, and there is such a premium on possession, not just in overtime, but throughout an entire yes. entire NLL game. And so, when you have a guy like Baptiste who can get you that, you know, it's so invaluable. And you know, he helps out, he chips in a lot on the defensive end, and absolutely, yeah. He's a really, really good guy. I mean, if you if your kid, him, if you want your kid to get into lacrosse and be a solid fundamental player, show him Baptiste film. Oh yeah, show him some Baptiste film, and then like go to the games. The yeah. not that expensive. I give away stuff all the time. Maybe we'll give something else away on this show. Uh, but uh, and then maybe we can pray on it that you know this pandemic stuff kind of eases up because before that happened. Uh, they did have like they have the meet and greets after the game. These guys are so sociable. They love everybody. They love talking to the fans. They can't do much of that now. Lots of Canadians, know. super lots, polite. Lots of Canadians who be like, "Hey, mate." <laughs> so like, and he'll he'll talk to you. He'll meet and greet. He'll talk to the kids. All of that. Trevor's an absolute great guy. Uh, love to shine a spotlight on one of the Wings player. I'll have another Wings player in our next episode. But go watch the Wings. We're done with the Flyers. If you're gonna go. To the Wells Fargo Center, you're going to watch a game with a net and sticks. Make it the wings, okay? <laughs> Not the Flyers. We are all <laughs> boycotting the Flyers right now until they show us something worth watching. I'm, I'm going on the 22nd. Oh, look at this guy. I'm sick. Couldn't, couldn't even couldn't give me one game. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. I, I was thinking about something on the drive up here, what and it's a quick about? question I want to run by you. Shouldn't bars 
show the Royal Rumble like they show boxing pay-per-views. Absolutely. I'm all for that. That's the one pay Right, if there's one event, it should be that. Yes, like between the two, either Mania or Royal Rumble, but I, I, I truly believe Royal Rumble is the most casual fan wrestling event that you can show anybody and they'll be invested because everyone wants to see all that beef 30 guys in the ring tossing each other all the different spots because you know you're going to have spots to close calls and all that type of stuff the suspense you never know who's going to be the last person standing absolutely i think the world rumble should be showed at all bars uh on the night that and now they've I'm got and now they got the women's rumble so yes. you could see all that cake exactly exactly yo i was watching raw last night carmella came out she was in her draws i don't hear i don't want to hear any <laughs> argument with this carmella she fantastic. was in her draws this one, that was not a uniform. That was not tight. She was in a prime panty. Like, it, it, the top just looked like a bustier. It looked like lingerie. I'm like, yo, Vince, this is the outfit? And I'm assuming she, you know, she picks her own stuff. A lot of them, you know, they, they mm-hmm. make sure they, some of them even make their own uh, uh, gear. So I'm like, I know this is her personal choice, but I'm like, damn, woman. It's crazy. But yeah, I'm all for the Royal Rumble. Ladies Royal Rumble. I'm anxious to see who wins that because. There's a lot of different people in the field. They're bringing some people back. Yep. You're going to have Mickey James come from uh, <laughs> yeah, from Impact. So that Le- be Lita's involved Lita's again. Lita's involved. Yeah. I want to see. I, I'm loving Brock Lesnar right now because. Yeah, Cowboy Brock. And then they're letting him talk. Like they're not. Yeah. They gave him Heyman back, but they're letting Brock on the mic. And I love the thing he's got going with Bobby Lashley now with the whole Bobby Who thing. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking do it to me. Yeah. I'm warning you. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he told a knock knock joke the other day, Taylor. He goes, knock knock. He's like, who's there? Bobby. Bobby Who? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody, knows who he is. Nobody knows who Bobby Lashley is. Yeah. And then yesterday, it was uh, like, he was like, I can really see you winning the, the, the championship. I can hear them announcing it. And new WWE reigning, defending heavyweight champion, Bobby, who? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Brock is. Rock is excellent right now. Yeah. So they, they I, I gotta find somewhere they showing the Royal Rumble. If I'm not going to sit there, I want to mm-hmm. watch it. Like, tell me a bar that's playing. <laughs> like, come on, take my money, wings. Right. Come like, come on, Shakey's. You've got enough. You've got enough TVs. Put one on the Rumble. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Where you got here? I need one word, one word to describe the Eagle season, and why? Why is that your word? Today's word. Is foundational. <laughs> foundational? Oh, please elaborate. <laughs> I need you to elaborate on that. Right. Nick Sirianni is laying a foundation for his future with the Eagles, right? He's established what kind of guy he's going to be, right? What kind of coach he's going to be, right? He is now officially the, you know, he's the player's coach, right? He's not an X and O genius. He's not, you know, the football savvy, you know, swashbuckler interview, right? He is the player's guy. He's going to be all about the personality. He's going to be all about getting those guys to buy in to each other, to the team, right? And, you know, uniting them that way. So this was his foundational year. All right, we're going to see lots of stuff could happen, right? Gannon might be gone tomorrow for all we know. So it, a lot of it's up in the air. Cement's not set yet. If I had to turn a phrase. <laughs> turn a phrase. <laughs> oh, man. My word is medial. It's in the middle. I'm not too sad. I'm not bummed mm-hmm. that, like, their season is over. Like, I'm not bummed that they didn't make the Super Bowl or win a playoff game. I'm I'm super ha- I'm happy that you know they did make the playoffs that they uh <laughs> didn't wind up the, in last place in the division like almost every person who gets paid to talk about this stuff said they would be so it's a very medial season right in the middle you know you're average you know I'm da- all for Daniel Jones average. was more accurate than Jalen Hurts though why why are we doing this why why do you do this to <laughs> me I thought we were friends no we are. The Giants are. A I got a weird, word. Preposterous. The That's Giants are a right weird now. dumpster fire organization, but they might be hiring a very, very good coach. Right? They interviewed uh, Dabble, the OC from 
the Bills twice, and they like him. And if he can turn Josh Allen accurate, he can pretty much do anything. This is true. Yeah. Taylor, what's your word? Uh, Satisfactory. I love it. Satisfactory. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of on your level. <laughs> the old S on the report card. Exactly. Yeah. Satisfactory. Approved. Approved. <laughs> yeah, the goal is to see, you know, what this team had. And, you know, it was a playoff team. I mean, barely a playoff team, yeah. but, you know. <laughs> playoff team is a playoff team. They they had something. <laughs> hey, a playoff they team. They had some a, stuff. A playoff team is a playoff team. It's like if you made it with the girl you dreamed. Like, <laughs> it might not even have been good, but I got that. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't barely sleep with her. I slept with her. <laughs> Nobody's ever said I barely got them drugs. No, I got the drugs. <laughs> and what you did, you know, you pump your fist, regardless of how it turned out. <laughs> but nevertheless, oh my god, <laughs> right there, radio. I'm Bobby Dubs. You can catch me uh, on your twitters at Robin Whitney. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram, Robert Writer. You can find us. On all your social media now, just type in Right Radio Pod. Uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, you can type in Write the Radio on Facebook. Show is up there. The live feed is up there on the Write the Radio uh, Facebook page. Go check it out. You can go find the show on YouTube. You can find me, like I said, on Facebook. Type in Rob Whitney. Uh, you can also find me uh, at the movie theater later. Go and see Scream. I like a good scary movie. Matt Maritaya, where can they find you? Uh, did you mention the book? Oh, the book! Yeah, go get the book. Hope I've heard. I, I, I literally, and I should be hyping up the book because I just got a royalty payment the other day. So yeah, people are buying the book. Yeah, let's clap it up for that. <laughs> Aren't checks fun? Oh, checks yeah. are fun. <laughs> checks where you don't have to leave the house or move yeah. are great. There's dependence. I'm Matt Maritza. You can find me making the Garoppolo family Chiapino. <laughs> Rooting for that red and gold. Oh, Let's go man. Niners. Um, other than that, on the Twitter spheres at Matthew Maratea, M-A-R-A-T-E-A on the last name. And Maratea22 gets you to Instagram. Uh, write the radio pod, Bell and the Birdman. Uh, like the newsletter. Yeah, the newsletter. Uh, Triple Play Media, Bell and the Birdman. All the newsletters, really. Yes, you'll find me in AC. AC, this Friday, if you're in AC. Yeah. Come check out your boy. I'll be at the Napa Auto Parts Racing Experience. Gonna see some racing. I'll be in you the building that, at the Boardwalk Hall. That Napa know-how. And then all, exactly, and then hopefully I have the know-how at the casino later on the blackjack tables. <laughs> yeah. I'll be in New Hampshire. Probably. New Hampshire. Freezing. <laughs> Uh, but my brother's playing. Uh, it's his senior season, so he's got a home game shooting up there at free weekend. So, nice, yeah. nice, nice. And as always, you can find our boy Taylor Kerdadis at K Pop on all your social medias, and you can find him behind the glass right here at Last Out Media, doing what he does. The man behind the buttons. <laughs> this has been right the radio. We're gonna get out of here, Taylor.